You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. We have a big, the biggest of football weekends upon us. We have college football. We have the NFL. The regular season is winding down. Ravens and Dolphins. You got two national semifinal games on Monday. What a great time for football. Lucy's going to join us to talk some college football. I'm very excited. No Billy today, but Mikey A and I figured, hey, we do a football show. It's a pretty big time of year for football. A little bit. We probably should give the great loyal audience of God Bless Football something on a monster football weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's it's week 17 in the NFL. That used to be the end of it. Now we've got one more week afterwards. And honestly, there's a lot still up. There's a lot still up for grabs, including one seeds. I know. It's crazy. Uh, how about the Browns over the Jets last night? 37 to 20. The Joe Flacco story continues. Joe Flacco was a quarterback that was on the Jets roster last year. <laughs> I mean, what, <laughs> what was more surprising? The fact that the Jets put up 20 or the fact that Joe Flacco is like the first quarterback in like a year and a half to throw for 300 yards on the Jets? Um, <laughs> I hate it's that. A good question. I, it's a good question. <laughs> it is a good question. Uh, I am. Listen, Mikey, here is I'm going to try to kind of. I don't, I'm going to try to I've done this a number of times over the 20 years of doing the show with Dan. Try to encapsulate what it is to be a Jet fan. OK. Just. Hear me out for a second. Geno Smith used to be our quarterback many, many years ago. Geno Smith was our quarterback. Geno Smith was a top 10 quarterback in the NFL a season ago, got a monster contract. I think it was like eight or nine years after he left the Jets organization. Okay. Recently, we got to watch Sam Darnold, another former Jets quarterback. Okay. We got to watch him drive the Niners down the field against... Who are they playing? The Eagles, Mike? Yeah. No, the Ravens. Uh, the Sam Ravens. Darnold excuse me. Ravens. Holidays. Apologies. Uh, we got to watch Sam Darnold do that. Okay. And Mikey A and I thought, because if you're a tortured Jet fan, you're thinking to yourself, okay, 
you are thinking Sam Darnold not only is going to bring the Niners back in that game, they're going to win that game, and Sam Darnold will replace Brock Purdy as the 49ers starting quarterback, and Sam Darnold will find himself in Canton five years after the day he retires. I mean, that's what Jet fans are conditioned to think, okay? And then last night, we got to see a guy in Joe Flacco who was on our bench the last couple of years, a guy we could have called right after Aaron Rodgers went down on the fourth play of the season, but we didn't because we have a 40-year-old with a torn Achilles who was running our organization because we are so desperate that we allow him to run our organization. And if you're a Jet fan, you are convinced right now not only is Zach Wilson going to have a big season five years from now, but so is Tim Boyle. <laughs> Woke my kids up. Somebody in five years is going to be like, no, we're okay. We got Zach Wilson. We're good. We can come back from this. We have Zach Wilson. It's going to be the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> could be. It's so it annoying. Could. But listen, if you love sports and you love football, and here's the other thing that drives Jeff fans crazy, Mike. It's the Browns doing this. The Browns. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good organization. Sorry, it's Browns not. fans, but it's not a good organization. No, it's going to be interesting. Kevin Stefanski certainly deserves to be in that coach of the year conversation. After losing to Sean Watson, uh, they have a great defense. But to do this with Joe Flacco, it's really cool. Like, if you're a sports fan, you love these kind of stories, Mike. Yeah, I think I'd like them better if they didn't play <laughs> the Jets last night. <laughs> I think I'd like him better it's if it wasn't Joe Flacco. It's a good loss for the Jets. I mean, sure, sure. Well, you, don't, so, Mike, you don't want to win games at this point. I mean, what do you... I was just going to ask you. So do you want to win next week against the Patriots or do you want to lose? Oh, please lose. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> do you think I can't you wouldn't beat Belichick one last time? I mean. <laughs> beat Belichick for the first time, probably. And not only that. No, Mike, we're one of the Belichick's few teams that have had some. Game. Mike, we're one of the few teams that have had some success against Belichick. We beat him in the playoffs. We beat not him in, in Foxborough. Not in like 15 straight. I, I know, but we're Jet fans. Like, I mean, one out of 15 ain't bad for us. I, listen, if this is Bill Belichick's last game, I'd love to send yeah. him out with, 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 with an L. I'd love to send it's him out. It's not his last L. game. It's only his last game as the Patriots coach. It's that, not his well, last that's what that's all that matters. Oh, who cares? I mean, who cares? I mean, come on. All he's done is taken L's from Brady since Brady left New England. I mean, who cares? Except except from the Jets. <laughs> Tim Boyle, 2029, NFL MVP. Let's go to Lucy. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck, me, my dad, Pappy, it's my granddad, I used to call him, fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Lucy, are you the person that goes home and like puts the hat down when you have to like go to the store because you don't want to see anybody or are you somebody that's like I'm home let's see everybody it's a mix of both um and it's like truly honestly never for the right reasons it's <laughs> if I'm like okay I'll go out to see people it's definitely so that I can be like look at me now look, look yeah. at me now how about that um, how about that <laughs> But my dad, like I moved a little far. So I moved, my family moved when I was in college. Like we're still in the same area, but yeah. we're probably like 30 minutes out. Um, so I like usually don't leave the house very often, but if I do, it's definitely with the intention of being like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Look who yeah. left, look who got out. Remember look this? I did. I only yeah. come back for visits now and I don't even <laughs> have to. I just do because I'm nice. <laughs> All the time. 
And it's never, see, it never ends up being as rewarding as I wanted to be. So I'm like, why do I keep doing this? See, my wife moved us to her hometown where she grew up, but she won't go to the grocery store in the hometown because she doesn't want to see anybody. And I'm like, then why do we live here? Like, why did we pick this place if you don't want to see anybody you grew up with? It's, I, I feel it. I feel it a little, though. I relate because, like, there are certain days where I'm like, I can't go outside. I can't. I can't let people know I'm here. Absolutely. Yeah, but then you don't move there. Yeah, don't move there. No. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, please tell me you're recording and please tell me this will all be part of the episode. Please. It can be. Like, okay. It can be. It's Wait. all me being like, hey, kids from high school, I'm great now. Right. The best. Wait, but Lucy. Lucy, are you Mikey? Am. Like, how does your wife respond to that? Because you're living in a town. She knows everyone. She doesn't want to go to the grocery store. And she doesn't want to see anybody. So why are you living there? I, I would. When you figure it out, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure my own marriage out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, Lucy. Hi. <laughs> uh, wait, before we talk some college football here with Lucy, uh, Mikey, can you read me the jet stat you were reading to me uh, during the break there? Just just we're, we're miserable oh, today, on. Lucy. We're tired of watching former jet quarterbacks go to other teams and have success as, uh, elsewhere. Geno Smith, that didn't come out right. Uh, holidays. Uh, Geno Smith, Sam Darnold. I mean, I'm convinced Tim Boyle is going to be the 2029 NFL MVP. It's a disaster. <laughs> It's so the stat is past touchdowns this season. The New York Jets have 10 and Joe Flacco has 10. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Lucy? <laughs> she even knows it's pathetic. You should have watched the Pop-Tarts Bowl. <laughs> that was bowl season. You know, normally, listen, Lucy, normally you see someone this time of year, you wish them happy holidays. When you see Lucy, you wish her happy bowl season. So how was your, how was your bowl season been? It's been good. I feel like it's been like, I will say it's the best bowl season we've ever had, but like decently competitive. We've had like the Pop-Tarts Bowl has really been the highlight so far, just in the terms of like bowl games are getting weirder and we're really starting to embrace it. I don't know if you guys saw how the Pop-Tart aftermath kind of freaky looking, but still a really enjoyable experience. They called out the Duke's Mayo Bowl by name. I went to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That was disgusting, but also great at the same time. It's a very weird, happy bowl season and we're about to get into like the really good stretch of games. So I'm very excited. We should have college football bowls and minor league baseball join forces and just try and make everything as weird and fun as possible. Cause I think we could do a lot with that. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I think, no, I see, I see where you're going now. Uh, is Gojo like, I think Gojo was a legend at the Mayo bowl. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, he's very, very well respected. All right. So I think I saw you, you were on ESPN. Were you not? We were, yes. Nice. Um, the sideline reporter was Harry Lyles, who is a friend of mine and a really good friend of Jess's. So I brought my brother and my dad to the game, but we only had two field passes. So we had to do like a prisoner swap after every quarter where they'd switch and one would go on the field and then one would go in the stands. Right. So it was Harry was like, well, we're going to do this hit. Do you guys like want to eat mayo in it? And my little brother was like, absolutely. Like he wanted to be on TV. So we ate mayo french fries and TV. And I'm not the biggest mayo fan in the world, but it wasn't bad. Really? I was nervous. I was way more nervous than I should have been for the moment, just because like I'm not anti mayo, but it's not something I'm like reaching for all the time. But it was solid. It was like a, a decent dipping option. Uh, someone I know who is not anti mayo is Mikey. Yeah, I'm not either. By the way, I love mayo. Like the more mayo, the better. What do you like? But I can't imagine dipping fries into mayonnaise. Can you, Mikey? A? Oh no, it's fine. Yeah, no, fries and mayo is fine. Listen, I draw the line at things like nachos. Like I saw somebody right. doing nachos with mayo, and I was like, mm, no, that's 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 not it for me. Someone oh. did like a Krispy Kreme donut with mayo. Pass. Ugh. That's Ugh. that's, pass. that's hard fine. pass. Yeah, uh, I'm getting a text from Chris Cody right now because he and his dad were supposed to join us on this episode. But for some reason, he woke up at 415 this morning and he, he was filled with anxiety because he's got a ton to do today. So he said, I can't join you. But my dad can by himself later on in the day. And I'm like, it's 445 in the morning, dude. What is happening here? <laughs> and so now he's still texting me because he feels the guilt, Lucy. <laughs> That's why. I got it like an influx of cameo requests over the same. And I realized it was because people had been, someone even mentioned it in the request that they had got one from Chris Cody and he didn't do it. So they were like, alternate <laughs> Lucy. I was like, great. Thank you. Thanks for the money. 
That's so great. Uh, where are you headed this weekend? I'll get to Lucy or, or Goosey in just a second here. It's a big football weekend, NFL, big games, college football, of course, has the national semifinals on Monday. So uh, where are you headed to this weekend, though? So I'm going to start off with the national championship game, Georgia-Florida State here in Miami, and then we're going to the Rose Bowl for Michigan-Alabama, and I'm very excited. Oh, my God, that's so cool. I love the Rose Bowl. I love <laughs> it. Is- that is so cool. But you're going to like the national championship game before the college yeah. football playoff, right? The only game that really matters, which is Georgia versus half a Florida State team. <laughs> half All right. Are you ready for Lucy or Goosey? I have some questions for you. Yes, I am. But I don't Do you need to- anything? Well, Do you need some time here? Really okay. All right. Well, how? Okay. Uh, L. You can't see it that well, but just know I- it's L. Okay. We're not on TV. Yeah, it's so okay. You can it's just, just say it. That's a good point, Mike. There's no TV. You can just say it. You don't even all need right, a card. Right. Throw everything away. I would have loved that information a little earlier, but great. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Lucy or Goosey? Malik Murphy will have a greater impact on Duke than Riley Leonard will on Notre Dame. Wow. That's a good, a good one. Thank wow. You. Out of the gates. I think I think I'm Lucy on that. Not as like anything against Riley Leonard, but when you're playing at a school like Notre Dame, there's naturally going to be more talent than there is at Duke. So, uh, you know, like a an athlete like Malik Murphy can do a lot for a Duke football team. Not that Riley Leonard can't do that for Notre Dame, but I think his position means more at Duke than Riley Leonard does at Notre Dame. Uh, Lucy, it's what I love about the transfer portal. When does Duke, when is Duke ever in play for the five-star Texas quarterback? Crazy. Yes. It's insane. And it's awesome. Like, good for Duke for spending money. We should all just be, as college football fans, grateful that the Ivy League doesn't care. Because if they did with NIL, <laughs> no one would ever win ever. Uh, Lucy or Goosey, Tennessee and Iowa will go under the 36-point total. Uh, I'm Lucy on the under, for sure. Uh, Tennessee's... The, the thing with, so Joe Milton is sitting out to save his NFL draft prospects. I don't know who's going to tell them that they're not really there, but all right, that's fine. So they have their their backup playing, who I believe was the number one overall recruit. Um, I don't think he's played very much. You're going up against one of the best defenses in the country. I don't care how highly rated of a recruit you are. You're going against Phil Parker defense. I, I don't think there will be a ton of points in this one. Okay. Uh, Lucy or Goosey, since not being selected to the college football playoff, Florida State has lost its mind. Yeah, Lucy. Lucy, for sure. I mean, what are they doing? They're trying to, like, they are trying to kill Kirk Herbstreit. It's crazy. It's I'm in the Florida State Facebook group. If you think Twitter's bad, oh, my God, is the Facebook group a dark place to be? There is. It is scary times out there. <laughs> uh Mikey, hey, you were just it seemed like that's news to you that the seminal fan base is indeed trying to murder Kirk Herb Street. They really I, are. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> Wait, like what are they doing? What are they saying? What what's happening? So basically they have been like, we know whose fault this is. And it's not the playoff selection committee. Although they did call that office so many times that they had to take their number down from the right. internet because oh it was gosh. too much. They okay. believe it's ESPN and Kirk Herbstreet's fault. And Kirk Herbstreet has come out and said that Florida State was not the right choice to make the playoff, and he likes the playoff as it is. So they were like, that's you. You've done it. So they've been cyberbullying Kirk Herbstreet for, like, relentlessly for, like, weeks. And they're also cyberbullying ESPN because they blame ESPN for the whole thing, although they are locked into a crazy contract with ESPN, so it kind of benefits ESPN to have Florida State in there. But whatever. They are not well right now. They are not They are not handling things. They've well. lost their minds. Yeah. Yes. And then every opt-out just pushes them further and further into delusion. It's uh, it's unbelievable. If I'm Herb Street, by the way, I sink into that. I'm like, yep, I am the reason. I have that much power. I am the reason, Florida State. I choose who to, who plays in the college football playoff. <laughs> I, he's best of luck to him. I've seen his mention just like briefly, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> imagine, Go ahead, imagine, imagine being so mad to not have the opportunity to lose by three touchdowns to Michigan that you start calling for Kirk Herb Street to die. <laughs> They're minus that to me when I said I didn't want us to lose to Michigan. (laughs) They're plus 20 against Georgia. (laughs) It's not Herbie's fault. (laughs) Uh, Florida State, let's stay right there. Lucy or Goosey, Florida State saying it should be the national champion if they are the lone undefeated team. Lucy or Goosey, I like that actually. 
Look, if they beat Georgia with their third string quarterback, none of their best players, and Georgia right. hasn't really had that many opt-outs, then absolutely give them the title. That would be the most impressive win of the entire year if half of that Florida State team can beat Georgia. We, we should just cancel the playoff if they win. <laughs> Wait, so if they go undefeated, they beat Georgia, and no one else is undefeated, and I'm including Liberty, okay? They lose to Oregon. You're telling me Florida State, we should throw a parade. Florida State should be recognized as the national champions this year. Absolutely. And I'm with you. retroactively take the Heisman away from, from Jim Daniels and give it to Jordan Travis. Right. They okay, should have to face on. the UCF team from a few years ago for the, for the true national championship. They, they should be them? able to publicly shame, like right in the middle of town in Tallahassee, which would be totally normal for them up there, okay? But to shame Kirk Herbstreit for an entire day. I mean. <laughs> Have him stand there just in clown makeup the whole time. <laughs> the stocks with his arms and his head sticking out. <laughs> just melting him with eggs. <laughs> Rotten fruit. Oh, that's so good. Former Seminoles coming up. <laughs> Wadsworth. Chris Winky. Pete Corso is just there leading the charge. Yeah, this is so great. I'm trying to think who else can participate. <laughs> Dion. Uh, Danny Canal, first in line. First oh, in line, Danny Canal. First in line. So great. Uh, Lucy or Goosey, Liberty beating Oregon. Uh, I'm goosey on this one. Yeah, Liberty has played, I believe it's the worst strength of schedule in the entire com like country. That I think it's 133 out of 133. They haven't played anybody. They barely got past New Mexico State. Bo Nix is going to squeeze out every moment of eligibility he possibly can, so he's playing in this game. I think Oregon wins pretty big. Okay, uh, let's get to the final two games here, and we'll get you out of here, Lucy, and we appreciate the time. Uh, Alabama, so Monday, we fast forward to Monday here. Uh, the two semifinal games, man, you can say what you want about the committee. They gave us the match. They gave me the matchups I wanted. Thank you, Kirk Herbstreit, for doing that. Thank uh, you, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with Alabama and Michigan. Alabama beating Michigan. Lucy, you're goosey. I'm very Lucy on this one. The more I look into this game, the less I believe in Michigan. Wow, uh, Lucy, you you have said a number of times on God Bless Football and our show, the main show, Dan Levitard show, it's two guys, that you think Michigan is the most talented team in the country. I think the most complete team in the country. Okay. I do not think the most talented team in the country. And I think that you can look back and you can distinctively look at a point Penn State game for Michigan. Since that game, J.J. McCarthy and Michigan's offense has not been the same. They are not moving the ball the way they once were. He's throwing the ball eight times a game. Like, they have lost a complete aspect of their entire offense. And I sat and I watched every stupid, miserable moment of that Iowa-Michigan Big Ten championship game. And I know I'm biased, but the whole time I was like, if Iowa had half an offense, they would win this game. Michigan needed short fields to score on Iowa and Iowa's offense was just like, we're going to give you the ball 450 times because that's what we're good at. They are not the team that they once were. JJ has to play better. He has to have like the game of their life. And if you look at Michigan's entire schedule this year, they have yet to face a quarterback even remotely as good as Jalen Milrow. I like when it comes to talent, there is no one that Michigan is facing. There's no offense that Michigan has faced all year that even eclipses where Bama is. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I think Alabama's going to win the game. Lucy or Goosey, uh, Jim Harbaugh was adorable posing next to Mickey Mouse. That was so cute. Them together. <laughs> and they were so cute. I loved it. <laughs> and saving was saving. It was so perfect. I want to put it out and hang it up in my apartment. <laughs> my wife was like, wow, they're so cute. It's so cute. So cute. <laughs> All right. Last game for you. Uh, Lucy or Goosey, Texas beating Washington. This game is the one I'm more 50-50 on. I think I'm going to go Goosey only for like the purpose of vibes because I have sat here and just been like, I don't believe in Washington this whole season. Every single time Washington has proven me wrong. They are just like, they, they're so relentless. Michael Penix Jr. is going to need to play better the last few weeks of the season. He was really good against Oregon, but Washington State, Arizona State, those all were games where he was just like kind of messing around, not maybe, you know, doing what he needed to do. Texas's defense is very improved, but Washington's offense is so good it's gonna be such a fun shootout game i'm more 50 50 on this but for right now i'm leaning towards washington 
All right. I am. Uh, I'm just hoping that one of the undefeateds wins, so we don't have to hear from Florida State anymore. <laughs> I'm really not worried about Florida State right now. <laughs> I'm worried about Herb Street. I'm worried about him very much. I'm very worried about him. All right, and you'll uh, you'll be at the Orange Bowl tomorrow, right? Capital One. <laughs> it's a big game, Lucy. Rare is there a game outside of the playoff that has such? I mean, a lot of people will be tuning into that game to see oh, if they yeah. can pull it off. You know. <laughs> Poor Florida State. Oh, yeah, my God. They're yes. going to walk out there with – they don't have anybody. Everyone's right. opted out. All right. So and it sounds like you're telling me I should take Georgia. You should absolutely take Georgia. Florida Great State's action. quarterback entered the portal like three days ago. If you are picking bowl games, you are making a big mistake. And unfortunately for our audience, I've picked everyone. So <laughs> I got I got it when it was like Georgia, uh, like minus 14. I was like, yeah, hammering that, hammering that. Oh, my that. God. Okay. I, we need to start talking more, Lucy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, Chris Cody texts me every Saturday and I was like, give me your picks. Does he really? Well, he texts me every Saturday just at 430 in the morning to tell me that he and his dad aren't coming on today. <laughs> I'll start putting you two in a group chat and sending my picks. I killed it this year. Oops. All right, next year. Okay, me and you. Get rid of Cody, just me and you, okay? All right. Well, bye, guys. Thank you all. All right, enjoy the week again. We'll see you next week, Lucy. Have fun. It is time for this week's edition of Steal Your Gats, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Bowl season continues. It never ends. 5-12-1 last week. Not good. 11-14-1 for the bowl season. 82-69-6 on the season. Pretty damn good. With the exception of bowl season. Why am I picking every bowl game? I have no idea who's showing up to these games, who's taking them seriously, and yet, I thunder forward. We left off at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Penn State minus four and a half. They're taking on Ole Miss. Buy it down the four. I'm taking Penn State. Why? James Franklin. He doesn't win big games, but he wins games like this. Games that aren't big. Games that have no consequences. Games that have no meaning. That's where he thrives. I'm taking James Franklin at Penn State minus four over Lane Kiffin. And then, boys, Penn State wins by 10 points. The trans-perfect Music City Bowl. Auburn, minus six and a half, take it on Maryland, buy it down to six, take Auburn. Auburn wins, they cover, they win by 10 points. The Capital One Orange Bowl. Wow, it's like the national championship game before the national championship semifinal. How about that? Amazing. FSU is plus 20. They're taking on Georgia. I was going to tell you to take Florida State, but we just spoke to Lucy, and now I'm going to tell you to take Georgia because no one on Florida State is showing up to the game. So Georgia, minus 20, they win by 35 points over Florida State. And finally, Tallahassee shuts the hell up. The Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Wyoming, minus three and a half, take it on Toledo, buy it down to three, take Wyoming, they win, they cover. They win by eight points. The Relia Quest Bowl. What? LSU, minus 10. They're taking on Wisconsin. Buy it down to nine and a half. Take LSU. They win. They cover LSU by 14 points over Wisconsin. The Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Liberty plus 17. Take it on Oregon. I'm going to take Liberty. Oregon wins the game. Liberty keeps it close. Oregon by 10. Liberty covers. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Those two things should not go together. Citrus and Cheez-It. How did that happen? Anyway, it did. Uh, it is Tennessee, minus six. They're taking on Iowa. I'm taking the under here because Lucy told me to. I'm taking Tennessee. They win the game 10 to nothing. The Rose Bowl, college football semifinals. Alabama, plus one and a half. Taking on Michigan. Buy it up to two in the event Michigan wins by one. I'm taking Alabama to win the game outright. Alabama, the Crimson Tide over the Wolverines by seven points. They move on to the national championship game. And then Texas and Washington. Texas is minus four. I am taking Texas here. We'll get the rematch we all want. Bama and Texas. I cannot wait for it. Texas beats Washington. Close game. Texas wins. They cover. They win by seven points. Let's go to the NFL. Week 17, six and five a week ago. 62-57 and one on the season. Let's get to the games. I got a lot of them. Lions plus five and a half. They're taking on the Cowboys. Saturday night game. Great game. Buy it up to six. I'm taking the Lions. Dallas win. Lions cover. Dallas by three points over Detroit. The Dolphins plus three and a half. Game of the weekend. Game of the year. They're at Baltimore. Take it on the Ravens. Ravens coming off a big victory over the Niners. Ravens. Buy it up to four points. I have the Dolphins winning the game outright. 
I do. Dolphins win. They cover the spread. They win by seven points at Baltimore. Buffalo minus 13 at home. Take it on the Patriots. Buffalo needs to win. Uh, Buffalo needs to win out, and they will do so. They will continue that uh, by beating the Patriots this week at Buffalo by 17 points at home over the Patriots. The Rams minus five and a half at the Giants. Rams, sneaky good team, scary team, a team no one wants to see the playoffs. The Rams win. They cover the Rams by 10 points over the Giants on the road. The Bucks, Baker Mayfield, great story, minus two and a half. Take it on the Saints. They're at home. Bucks are sneaky good. Baker, gamer. Bucks by seven points over the Saints at home. Raiders, I like Aiden O'Connell. I do. He's my kind of guy. Plus three and a half. I don't know what that means. I'm just telling you, I like a good Aiden O'Connell. Plus three and a half at the Colts. Buy it up to four. The Raiders win the game. The Raiders win. They cover the Raiders by three points on the road. Jags, I can't believe I'm doing this. Minus six, take it on the Panthers. That's why I'm doing it. Buy it down to five and a half. The Jags win. They cover. They have to have it. The Jags by 10 points at home. The Texans, is CJ playing? In fact, this bet only counts if CJ plays. If he doesn't, I want nothing to do with that, okay? The Texans, minus four. Take it on the Titans. If CJ plays, the Texans win and cover. They win by 10 points over the Titans. Chiefs, can't believe I'm doing this. Minus six and a half. They're taking on the Bengals. They're at home. Eventually, they have to get it right. They're the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's no Joe Burrow. It's this weekend. Buy it down to six. The Chiefs win. They cover. They win by 14 points at home. Packers, plus one at the Vikings. I have no idea who the Vikings quarterback is. I'm not even certain their coach has any idea who their quarterback is. I am taking the Packers here. They need it. They'll get it. Plus one at Minnesota. The Packers win the game outright. They win by four points. They cover the spread. Those are the picks, everyone. Happy New Year and good luck. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why did they pick every ball game? Because you're you. There's just no other way to do it. <laughs> they they asked me and Dad to pick every bowl game for Vsin the day after they were released. I have never <laughs> mailed in something quite like I've mailed in that. The no, notion that B, 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 B. I was just about to tell our audience, take Florida State. Until Lucy came on right before you and informed us that Florida State, no one's showing up to the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one's there. I mean, right. and that's that was why I laughed when they asked us to pick the games then because at the beginning of bowl season, I'm like, you guys realize it's 2023. These teams are going to look <laughs> night and day different by the time we get to that game. Mikey, I did go Gojo's dad tell us that if you're picking bowl games, you're insane. <laughs> right? Yeah. He said, he said it's like picking preseason football games. <laughs> Which we do, so... Yes. I mean, <laughs> DraftKings Network. I don't go there. Do you? Mikey, you bet a preseason football game? I I, I, I've, I have. You've been known to dabble? You know you know what it is? It's I don't bet much on baseball or things in the summer. So when those first preseason games come out, I get a little itchy. And I'm like, you know what? I'll throw a couple of bucks on this game. Sure. <laughs> go, Jack. Right. You're not going to play starting cash in there, but you want to no. get the backup some work. Yeah. You want to start to go through the motions again. It's preseason. You got to start to figure out how to flex all those muscles again. Exactly. Find what my props quickly, quickly. Yeah. You know, got to use the app. Got to see what works and what doesn't work. 
<laughs> Wait, you guys, we, we've stumbled upon a good idea here. You're saying it's basically a training camp for betting, right? Yes. Like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> Sports betting training camp. Head coach Stugatz. Oh, my God. Um, I've never been a preseason game. By the way, were we rolling there, Mikey? I have no idea because I wasn't. Of course we're rolling. Of course <laughs> we're rolling. <laughs> good, because that was a great place to start. By the way, we are told, uh, Lucy joined us a little bit earlier. Uh, she said, you are the stuff of legend. How do you feel about this professionally? Okay. Um, you are the stuff of legend at the at the Mayo Bowl. How about that? The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, you know what? Those are my people down there, man. That's yeah. uh, one of the best bowl games. It, I consider it of the non-CFP games, the Duke's Mayo Bowl is the national championship. So, right. you know, congr congratulations to everybody involved for winning because that's one of the most important modern bowl games ever played. And I was pumped to see the crew this year add to the lore. Harry Lyles, my guy, dipping a French fry in the mayonnaise off the winning coach after the game. That yeah. is a tip of the cap to him. That's how you advance the ball. Mm-hmm. Mike, you're, you're, you're stuff of legend because you famously dunked the Oreo and mayo and ate it and said it wasn't that bad. Uh, where do you draw the line? Like, what's something I can offer you to dip in mayo and eat? And you'd be like, no. It's a good question. Probably like, it'd probably mostly be about me not liking the thing I'm dipping in it. Like, if you gave me like a strawberry or something, I'm not a big strawberry guy. So the idea of like, even a strawberry in whipped cream or something like that, not super appealing to me. So I'd imagine the mayo would be even less so. Because even as I said that, I was like, well, fruit would be a good place to start, but I like bananas. I'd dip a banana in mayonnaise, and I wouldn't really right. think twice about it. Right. But what does it make sense? Like a hot dog, I believe. Like, it just, no. That can't oh, be hot, good. I think a hot, a hot dog, dog makes perfect sense. That. I would say that. The savory ones to me feel so easy. Like during that game, Matt Berry, who I called games with back in 2020 during the pandemic, he balked at the notion of mayo nachos in that game. Dan Mullen, by the way, love coach. He dove right into that. That man was afraid of nothing covered in mayonnaise. But right. Matt Berry apparently drew the line there, despite later on putting like maple bourbon mayo on a donut and enjoying it. So to me, that's the sweet stuff's a little bit of a reach. The savory stuff, mayo on nachos, that seems pretty easy. Uh yeah, but it seems gross. That's you know. <laughs> I I just feel like they go together, man. I, I I was a little bit surprised by that one. But now there are very few places I draw the line. The the more I went through that game, because the Oreos got the acclaim for us in that game, but yes. we did donuts in that game. We did um uncrustables, the peanut butter and jelly pre-made sandwiches, and dipped them in there. And every time I came away, I was like, all these are kind of fine. Like I dipped pizza. I called the Duke's mayonnaise game. They do a um Duke's Mayo does a game at the beginning of the year. So they did North Carolina, South Carolina. North Carolina, by the way, I believe has become the first team to play in both the Duke's Mayo kickoff at the beginning of the season and the Duke's Mayo Bowl at the end of the season. So wow, I don't know what dude. you win for that other than the respect of your mayors. <laughs> but you win Mike Golick Jr. telling you they're the first team to ever do it. <laughs> Congratulations to Matt Brown in North Carolina. I know the loss wasn't what you wanted, but you can still hold your heads high because you were two-time Mayo Bowl attendees in the same season. But I was dumping pizza and stuff and mayonnaise in that game because I called it on radio to start the year and that tasted great too so I'm wondering if maybe this has just been all wrong and this game is part of reversing the narrative on mayonnaise uh, I could put mayo in a burger hot dogs are reserved for spicy goodens mustard I'm sorry I don't want to hear anything else I really don't I just don't I, nothing okay that's it that's all that goes on it that and the hot dog what what what's the matter Mike I, mean, I, I, listen, I, I put ketchup you, on hot dogs all the time oh god get out of here I mean I might agree with you that mustard goes on hot dogs, but if you're telling me I can't even try the mayo on it, like that's that's being a little that's being a little hard headed. I'm telling you, spicy Gooden's mustard <laughs> on hot dogs, and that's it. Maybe a little sauerkraut. I'll put mayo on a burger with some ketchup. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, but that's it. Like for me, mayo is reserved for a chicken cutlet sandwich. That's it. Like and an extra, it better be falling off my sandwich. You know. Man, so so you've got to get Tommy DeVito on here then to discuss mayonnaise. That's what it right. sounds like. Yeah, Tommy should have taken the pizza money though, right? I mean, and see, everyone else flinched at that, and I was like, you know what? We're dealing with a clock that's probably going to strike midnight.
night pretty soon. Go out there and get it while you can, man. Right. Tyrod Taylor is always a snap away. He's just yep. sitting there, man. <laughs> lurking. Like I said, you and Stu Gatz, that's a, that's a major put it on the pole right there. Tyrod Taylor is going to be lurking a snap away for like the next decade still. Because every backup quarterback in the NFL just re-upped this year. Like you got to yes. go through a certification process every few years with a rash of injuries where you start like four or five games and they're terrible by the end, but you show enough in those first few games that everyone's like, all right, we can employ this guy to hold the clipboard for the next decade and you can right. go cash nearly a million dollars a year for that things started moving too quickly for tommy he forgot his roots forgot where he was from stilato was trying to say hey tommy listen you're not that good you and i both know that i'm your friend this is gonna end it's gonna end quickly take the 20 grand from the fucking pizza place <laughs> <laughs> uh, before, I, before there are no other offers from any pizza places i was gonna say before the pizza places stop calling usually you've got to call the pizza places uh, we've got pizza places calling us right now we need to take advantage of that so yeah shout out to uh, shout out to Sean for making that happen. Uh, but shout out, yeah, you mentioned the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Miller Yoho is the one that's kind of the mastermind behind all that down there. And I'd be remiss if I didn't give him the love he deserves. Him and the go. Charlotte Sports Foundation uh, have turned that into an event. And now it's, you know, Stugatz, you know, it's a copycat league. Duke's Mayo raised the standard in 2021. They went out and got after it this year with the Pop-Tart Bowl. The Pop-Tart yeah. Bowl saying, hey, competition is out here and ready to go. Did you see them rip that Pop-Tart to pieces last night? I did. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I love Pop-Tarts. What's your favorite Pop-Tart? What's your go-to Pop-Tart? My favorite. So my go-to well, go and favorite are different. So go-to, okay. I would say like the cinnamon sugar in there. I will say I, I got a nice care package from the folks at the Pop-Tart Bowl in the lead up to the game this year because I was basically thirst tweeting them. Right. Yeah. And chocolate fudge, just like the double chocolate one. So good, Mike needs to have its day in court for a top three flavor wow it's really? so good it's what are it the tastes it tastes like i'm eating an, a hot fudge sundae it's, it's so incredible. good it's so good but i always i imagine that would be in most people's top three what are the what's the universal top three for pop tarts i would say the universal top three somewhere in there's got to be the brown sugar cinnamon like that's one of the tried and true staple flavors and then i would say because last night I believe in the Pop-Tart Bowl, the flavor of the, and for anyone that's unfamiliar, the Pop-Tart Bowl, their whole stick was they had an edible mascot. So after the game, the mascot went into a giant toaster, came out on the other side in edible form, and then Kansas State, the winning team, got to eat the mascot, presumably eat it alive. It was not cannibalism because it's not a person, it's a Pop-Tart, but it was close. And so I believe the flavor, I believe it was a strawberry Pop-Tart. So I would say strawberry is also on the metal stand. I think you got to have the brown sugar cinnamon, and I think you got to have strawberry in there. And then the third for me is kind of what everyone's flavor of the moment is. I generally skew wild berry because I love the color of it on the outside. It's beautiful. It's not that far removed from the strawberry flavor. But Stugatz, you know this is a man who can taste the different colors and Fruit Loops. Sometimes that outer facade really adds a lot to the flavor. Yes, it does. <laughs> Mikey A., uh, do you have any objections to what Golik just said? Listen, I'm not going to object when Mike Golik gives me his top three Pop-Tarts. He, he said he didn't <laughs> like strawberries, but still understood enough that they belong on the metal stand. That's respect. That's knowing the game. That's knowing your audience. I 100% I, I agree. I'm totally with you. I think I asked Mike Ola Jr. like, what is universal? No, I just cared about his. And if he says those are the top three, then those are the top three, God damn it. Like we're gonna I'm gonna give you the definitive top three. We're gonna go brown sugar cinnamon number one. We're gonna go strawberry number two. And then I'm putting chocolate fudge in at number three right now. That might be subject to change later on, but until further notice, that's what we're rocking with. Uh, you have known me and Mikey A for a while now. We started this episode by lamenting Joe Flacco. I mean, he was the Jets quarterback a year ago. He was on our bench. Like He could have been the guy that filled in for Aaron Rodgers after the fourth play of the season when he predictably went down. Uh, and so Mikey A, we're tired of watching former Jet quarterbacks have success elsewhere. Geno Smith. 18 years later, Sam Darnold, I was convinced he was going to beat the Ravens and bring the Niners back a couple of weeks ago. And now I have to endure and watch Joe Flacco, who has 10 touchdown passes in three or four games now. The Jets have 10 for the entire season, all quarterbacks. And I told Mikey A, I am convinced the 2029 NFL MVP is going to be Tim Boyle. <laughs> Tim Boyle, who, by the way, or no, it's Trevor Simeon looks like a bootleg Manning. 
Like yes. just his face, yes. he looks like yes. one of them. But yes. yeah, Tim Boyle, absolutely going to be up. You guys are the NFL's good luck, Chuck. Like you just need to bring them in for a little bit and then their next one is going to be the one that puts a ring on it. But Mike, even the Browns are benefiting from us. The Browns. <laughs> that we have... We have found the tears. Like much like in the NBA, we're watching the Detroit Pistons descend into darkness. Right. We're seeing how low it really goes for the Jets. And when the Browns, who, by the way, in terms of their season, like, and what's happened with them, not all that dissimilar from the Jets, right? Their offensive line has gone through the meat grinder injury-wise. They lost their best player at running back. Their star quarterback, who they were supposed to bring on, you know, got injured and that was a part of it, but also just hasn't been playing well enough and have been through four quarterbacks. And yet people are predicting them to face off against the Ravens in the AFC championship game. And the jets are the jets. It is it's and honestly, it, that's why I, I think it's going to be interesting. The conversation that happens around Rob Sala and all seriousness, because part of this is, Hey, Kevin Stefanski managed to keep two hands on the wheel and steer this thing through some pretty murky waters. And then, you know, got Joe Flacco to go out here and go unconscious for a month. So it, it's a tough scene right now i hope you guys are okay <laughs> no we're not we're not okay we're never going to be okay but here's the difference okay kevin stefanski mike he's still coaching that team he's running that team he's running that organization the problem with the jets is there are no adults running that well there is he's 40 years old and he's their quarterback he's running that organization and you know we didn't want joe flacco there. there's no way rogers was gonna sign joe flacco because then this happens flacco goes in a run with that defense they're good they go to the playoffs and everyone forgets about aaron Rodgers. that's how desperate we are that we are allowing a 40 year old quarterback who tore his achilles four plays in who the packers didn't want anymore okay and we are allowing that man to run our organization. <laughs> it's driving me nuts, Kojo. It uh, it's 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 tough out here. The worst part oh. too was seeing after the Jets Browns game, watching yeah. how happy all of the Jets players were for Joe Flacco because he got out. Like he's the one. Like oh man, he he got out. They know what this entails inside here, and they're so happy to see someone make it out of the struggle. <laughs> he got out of prison. <laughs> He crawled through a river of <laughs> came out clean on the other side. Right? Joe Flacco that. just sitting on the beach with Morgan Freeman somewhere. But Mike, you have to, I know your dad does. You have to love the Flacco story. It's great. Like it's, it's the Browns first, just the Browns. The fact that they still have a shot of the one seed, all of it is fantastic. I, I remember the first game that Joe Flacco came back. They played the Rams who are starting to begin their sort of run late in the season where everyone's talking about them now. And I remember I was talking to Mina, Mina Kimes about this after, and we we're both kind of talking about the Rams portion of it. And we're both kind of like, but Joe Flacco had some throws in that game. Like it wasn't super pretty. They got after a banged up line a little bit, but Joe Flacco had a couple of throws that were just like the FU throws that only come with being 38 and not supposed to be here. Like right. Joe Flacco is going out there and playing with reckless. He doesn't need this. He didn't need this. He was sitting on the couch. He would have been fine for the rest of his life because he hit the lick on that contract back in 2012. He's good. And so he got the call for this and he said, oh, what the hell? Screw it. And he's playing with that exact kind of freedom. And it's awesome it. to watch. Yeah, he's better than 80% of the quarterbacks playing in the NFL right now. And he's better looking than 100% of the men his age, right? It's, I, I always said Joe Flacco was very underrated, handsome NFL quarterback. And now Stugatz, he's got that little bit of salt and pepper. He and does. him and Kevin Stefanski also look weirdly alike, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gojo, but what a crazy season it's been where a couple of weeks ago, Philly and Dallas, that was the game of the year. Then it was Ravens and Niners. Game of the year. This week, it's Dolphins and Ravens. Game of the year. We've had three consecutive weeks with a game of the year. I mean, it's incredible. Which is incredibly hard to do considering how yes. much quarterback injuries happened this year. I know. Like, it's been such a weirdly volatile season, but all of the scheduling just hit so right. Like, this Dolphins-Ravens game is going to be a banger this weekend. Yes. That, that, and honestly, I was going to say that offense. Dolphins defense. Look at those guys humming right now. Vic Fangio, it took a little while, but they really start to get some teeth now. Yeah, that was the most impressive thing about their win against Dallas. That was not because of their offense. That was all on their defense, you know? And they're missing a guy who was like a defensive player of the year caliber player coming Phillips. into the year in Jalen yeah. Phillips now. Like Bradley Chubb yeah. and those dudes have stepped up. Christian Wilkins has been a beast. But, uh, you know, 
it was that was to, to me you're right the most impressive part of that and that had been building and they were a team like i looked up like three weeks ago i was like oh the dolphins are top five in sacks this year you would yeah. have had no idea because that's not necessarily what you think of when you think of that team in the laser light show on offense and mike mcdaniel and all his funny quotes but defensively that is that's the biggest difference for them right now so uh, still a little vulnerable against the run but you know i mean everyone's gonna have that problem playing against the ravens so this game's gonna be awesome uh you like the dolphins uh, I like the I wouldn't like to beat the Ravens. No, I wouldn't no. pick them to beat the Ravens. I like this Dolphins team in general. Like again, especially they were, they're another one. That offensive line has just been kind of a moving site, constant cycle of different guys going through there, and it's snake bitten them against certain teams. Like when you look against like the Eagles, the Bills, teams that have front fours that can really get after you that got some ass to them in the middle you know you mess up the communication in there you got guys that are backups that have been forced to play starting roles in different positions every once in a while that's going to get you but more often than not especially when you've got Tyreek Hill healthy that offense has been able to overcome a lot of that in a way that's super impressive but we saw it last week with that Baltimore Ravens defense against San Francisco they're just kind of operating on a different level right now. And unless you can just down in and down out, ram it down their throats up the middle on defense, there's not a lot you can do to give them problems when they're fully healthy. Like hopefully everything uh, is all right with Kyle Hamilton after that last game. I didn't right. see what the, the full status was, but he seemed like he was fine for the most part. But that defense is just playing at a different level right now. Uh, we'll get to the Chiefs here in just a second. We'll get you out of here in, in a couple of minutes. Gojo and Golick, 8 to 10 a.m., DraftKings Network. Uh, you can check them out there. Also, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I told Travis Kelsey, I told Jason Kelsey a couple of weeks ago, okay, and I was trying to be a good friend, that this was going to happen, and it's happening, that fans were going to start getting on them and their and teammates. And their focus, Jalen Hurts with Jason Kelsey. I don't care what Jalen Hurts said. That was directed at Jason Kelsey, okay? Um, I don't care how many times he apologizes that thing away. He was speaking directly to Jason Kelsey, okay? And now it's happening with Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. And you guys will be delighted because we have done so many shows together. Do you see, did you see either of you who jumped into the fray on blaming the Chiefs season on Taylor Swift? Have you seen it? No. Skip Bayless. No. <laughs> that makes it official. <laughs> it's official now. Right? It makes it official. Oh, my God. If anyone was going to take the bait, it was going to be Skip. <laughs> Ratings are down right now versus Stephen A. Smith. Let's go ahead and get it back. <laughs> I, was, I told them it was coming, man. <laughs> yeah, it's Stugatz. Stugatz, you're always right. It, the timing may not may not always be there, but the train is always going to come eventually. So you right. call you, and that would to me, Stugatz. If we're if we're giving everyone their flowers right now for Joe Flacco, that was some of your finest work ever. Watching you just. <laughs> jujitsu your way around that take and i'm not saying this i'm your friend i care about you people are saying this they're gonna teach that in sports media classes in a decade chris cody said i didn't know you had that move <laughs> <laughs> that was the totally i'm sorry i wasn't familiar with your game <laughs> i worked on my curve during the offseason <laughs> it was it was unbelievable oh just always ready for it so yeah now we're now we're here and, and like again it's all wrong and i don't believe like none of us believe there's any validity to that no. but you're absolutely right in that it was always going to be the place that people were going to go because there is nothing sports fans love more than blaming women who have no actual effect on the outcome of a game. And the sports media. Listen, if there's a lazy place to go, the sports media and sports fans will all arrive there at roughly the same time. We are, we are like a very path of least resistance crowd, right? Like yes. over here's like work, deep analysis, film study, EPA per play. And on the other side is who is the star player dating at this moment? And how can we make this about them? And that is the path that sports media and their fans choose nine out of 10 times. I was about to take Florida state plus 20 against Georgia. And had they not covered, I would have ripped somebody on Florida state, not knowing the entire team's not showing up. I mean, lazy. I stink. Uh, what's going on with the chiefs? Uh, it's, it's a little bit of everything with them yeah. right now. I thought now. he was going to say Taylor Swift. I thought yeah, he was. Ah, I thought he was. I was just, oh, I thought See, he was I, I, say the it. thing is, Mikey, I can't even joke about it. I'm a card-carrying right. Swifty right now. I got to go out here and carry so the funny. banner for our girl. It's so so I'm not going to step. Swifties, I know it's not her fault. 
You know it's not her fault. We will find – and you know what it is? Swifties will find the problem. Like, they've been around. There's been plenty of Swifty football fans, but the diehards who came from the deep corners of her internet, they're going to be in here with the Chiefs solution soon. They're not going to let Taylor's boyfriend go out like this this season. They're going to have them ready for the playoffs. A detailed game plan is going to be sent to Andy Reid from people at, like, taylorswift.com or the Reddit or something, and they're going to get the Chiefs right because they have that kind of power and capability. As far as what they have to get right, Stugatz, like, I don't, the biggest glaring thing to me was we had always had, like, we knew the receiver room was struggling there. Rasheed Rice has gotten better now. Travis Kelsey is, is certainly like at 34, not as good as he used to be, still very good. The offensive line was the thing that we had just kind of had as the throwaway. Like, oh, they've got this really good young interior of their offensive line. You can trust that group up front. We saw them run the lot, ball a lot more, especially from under center, especially from multi tight end looks last season. And now this year on the edges, they've had some injuries. They've got a backup in at left tackle. And you just look over the course of a game. Pat doesn't trust the edges right now. And, and it's hard to blame him given how some of the players looked for them. And so how, you know, Andy Reid and Matt Nagy go about overcoming that down the stretch here is going to be really important because you've got to now, and we saw it affect them late in the game. Like Travis Kelsey still is going to be the go-to target for Pat Mahomes, but they had to spend so much time and effort having him try and chip or help on guys on the way out. And it kind of took him out of the flow of the routes and took him out of the early options that Mahomes can go to when things go wrong. So I, I kind of think as I look at it, if there was one thing I was going to say, the foundation up front we thought had been reset after that Super Bowl. We saw Pat get harassed by the Buccaneers. And this is really the first time since then where I've looked and felt like that's been a little bit compromised again. Uh, Gojo, just quickly here on the uh, on the college games this weekend. I asked Lucy this question. I will ask you the same question. Has everyone in Tallahassee lost their mind since the committee did not put them in the playoffs? Oh yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Like I haven't heard them talk about anything else coming from it's, down there. Every it's day insane. I open up yes. .com, there's another yes. headline about someone in Florida State talking about what could have or should have been. It's insane, right? Get over it. <laughs> I, I feel bad for them, but at some point, like especially if you're the players and the coaches, you got to turn the page. Like you can't, right. you can't keep carpet on this. Uh, you have to. Uh, Alabama, Michigan, your thoughts. Let's just both games quickly. Give us your thoughts. Uh, 30 seconds on each game. Alabama, Michigan. Uh, I'm taking Alabama on this one. I think for Michigan, I'm worried. We talked a lot about offensive line with the Chiefs. Worried about some of the stuff that showed up, especially against Penn State in that game and how Michigan had to adjust. And I don't know if you're going to be afforded the ability to just grind it out on the ground with an Alabama offense that showed some big playability since the South Florida game. So I'll go with the tide. Those two defensive ends could be a big, big problem for Michigan. All right, Texas, Washington. Uh, laser light show. Uh, I'm probably going to lean Washington. I think they're a dog in this game. I like UW and the points. Um, both really built similarly. I think the one place you can say Texas is a big advantage is on the defensive line right now. Big, strong, incredibly productive guys. Devondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, the names that we know at this point. But uh, I think offensively for Washington, their offensive line showed up in a big way. And if they get their defense to play like they did against Oregon in that Pac-12 championship game, and really both Oregon matchups, they're capable of slowing down Texas enough to get this thing done. All right, Mikey A's upset with me. Uh, I didn't ask you about Detroit and Dallas Saturday night. He, no, he is. I know he is. Yeah, Mikey, you wrote it to me. You said Detroit, Dallas? Question mark? Or you wanted to ask it? What it's called producing? There? I'm giving you some uh, stuff. That's all. I know, but I was going in. You know, I was kind of. I moved past Sunday. I was already on to Monday here. And now I got to go back to Saturday. I mean, <laughs> all right, Detroit, Dallas. Uh, Detroit, Dallas. Uh... Mike, it's at Dallas. I spoke to your dad about this. I do believe there is something to Dallas where they play so much better in that controlled environment at home than they do on the road. Here's the thing. Detroit also plays in that same environment, right? I was going to say, like, they're both teams that clearly fare better indoors. I do think a lot of Dallas's road record has more to do with the teams that they have played and how good they are on the road. Like, home road splits to me. Like, there's only so much validity I'm going to give them. But I would probably, I'd probably lean Dallas on this one. Uh, Detroit's been a different team, though. When their offensive line got healthy down the back half of the season, I think that matters as much as anything when Jared Goff's your quarterback. They've been able to build the wall in front of him and keep it going, but I still have some worries about that Detroit defense. We started a new feature here on God Bless Football if the season ended today, okay? Mm -hmm. And if the season did end today, listen to this matchup. Rams at Lions. <laughs> give, me, give me the Rams. <laughs> but it's a game for everything. They're, it's, it's they're everything. In they're incredible. Wow. It's Anyone Stafford. else just get chills? Stafford. Stafford's Stafford's win a throw that game he'll, for Detroit. He'll finally win a playoff game in Detroit. I mean. <laughs>
lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know another thing that hasn't changed? Is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, I don't remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck, me and my dad, Pappy, it's my granddad, I used to call him, fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.